1: A goal, or I am actually gonna
2: lick a ranger. It's a lot harder to identify an angel, Beth, because that's the, the spiritual world. But it's oh. much easier to quantify the data of someone who's a warrior because they've seen war. But they're the just dogs, like, by the, the way, dogs the dog is kind of dangerous. Here's <laughs> your children, unsupervised <laughs> children, here's some pennies.
0: And I'm I gonna allow the dog
3: tent. to, to roam. <laughs> and the dog will <laughs> roam free.
2: Yeah, that's the luck. <laughs> Remember to cover your neck and throat if so
0: you get knocked down. And your carotid artery above all else.
2: There's
1: a predator
0: who will have an instinct. Um, yeah. Well, hello there, and welcome to the, uh, I guess the new look, new sound, new sound, blue shirt banter, bantering How the blue it be shirts. you get a new look? You've already ruined things. It can't well, be a new It's, look it's a new it's a podcast. It's a new sound. It's a new hearing. You're hearing this it's a new wonderful audio, ex-
2: audio experience.
0: Yes, audio experience is good. See, that's a, that's a good one, Michael. Uh, welcome to this new audio experience. As we've warned you the past two weeks, we are no longer going live. We feel that we can provide a better audio quality for you. If we do it this way, so we are recording and then we are uploading to blog talk radio, which will automatically upload into iTunes. And since most of our listenership is, uh, through the archives anyway, I don't think that this actually deteriorates from the show at all. And we've already done a little bit of, uh, pre podcast speaking and we've deemed that the show already sounds better this way. So suck it people who don't like it. Um, it is seven o'clock on Monday. That doesn't really matter for you right now, but it sort of does because, hey, guess what? A few days ago, Elaine Mignot was fired. Oh wait, we didn't want to start with that, did we? I say I already ruined the podcast. That's we actually wanted sense. to start with the fact that why did we try to plan anything with you? I don't We're know. Just, I just got so excited. I just sense
1: I do not start with that. Come on.
0: Um. What we're going to start with is the fact that the New York Rangers and the Swamp Rabbits are no longer a thing. It's very depressing because I thought the Swamp Rabbits was probably the best name for a sports team in professional sports. Not,
3: Unless,
2: every, swamp. Not every sports team has a, a carrot in its logo like the swamp, swamp Rabbits did. So it's a pretty devastating loss.
0: I mean the Mariners, who are the new the, the new affiliate for the ECHL, um, brand new franchise. Yes, brand new franchise. They have a Trident, which is pretty awesome. Trident's pretty badass. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's not a, a carry.
3: But
0: but the is it really? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah Danny. Uh, he was on a uh, Craig Custance's podcast, and he was talking about it. I think it was like uh, like three or four episodes back. When you say run, is he the coach? I think it's – he's like the, the GM. I don't know really? what yeah, – He's the vice president of hockey
2: operations. Yeah, it's vice so president the of hockey a, operations. He's a 33-year-old uh, former AHL guy is the coach.
0: You would think that – I guess you do need a general manager anyway. But like – I mean Drury is the guy who's sending players who aren't good enough for the AHL down to the ECHL. But I guess you can sign players to ECHL contracts. So – that is Danny Briere's job. I didn't even know. I mean, I knew he was out of hockey. I, I didn't know he was like on this side of hockey. Good for him. Well, anyway, there's no more swamp rabbits. I, I mean, it really doesn't impact our lives at all. But um, it does impact, I guess. Joe, from you ready from for this?
2: this? Uh, the, ready. They have a trident in the logo. Uh, trident Gum, Elaine Vigneault. You see? You see the? What? You see.
0: You see what I did? Uh, I, I I see what you tried to do, um, and I really have no words for how disappointing it was. Mm-hmm. I, I think we just need to move on from what that was. I, f- I fucking quit. I'm done. You, now, see, already now we've dropped the F bomb. We are not even love, five apparently. minutes we're not even five minutes into the show. Not even five. Four minutes and thirty two seconds. I'm watching the counter.
1: Yeah. I mean,
3: through the magic of post production, you can, you know, put little bleeps in and things like that. That that could be fun.
0: Sound <laughs> Noises like that. <laughs> <laughs> that kind Sound of a noise. You're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also. I hope you all appreciated the new opening that I, I put together very quickly. I'm hoping that we're going to have a little bit more to add on that. But that yeah, it the or
2: Beth shrieks. Yes, I think it, it, the, it, it,
0: it needed I at least, least need one Beth
2: to make shrieking sounds, especially Beth with. Uh, I want Beth to just Beth. What what was your reaction when you saw that Elaine Vigneault got fired?
1: Uh, happy dance, actually. But I couldn't Yeah,
2: I just,
0: I just want raw emotions from Beth, really. That's all. You needed at least – I had to get the the shea licking in there. Um, and then that story of you and the dog is easily my favorite podcast moment of all time. It's just – there's just something about it that that is really magical. So I hope that all of you appreciated that. Um, we're going to try to continue to do things like that. I have to figure out how to get new sounds in here because I only have a few of them and they're going to run stale relatively quickly. But um, I think it's time to talk about the big moment of the podcast. Just just let this set the mood a little bit. This is the Sound noise coming. The worst thing just happened. Oh, This is the noise that is coming out of Vigneault's office as he uh, learned that he was fired, although he probably wasn't even in his office. He was just – yeah, he was just hanging out. Um, I wonder
2: if uh, his sophisticated stats package saw this coming. I don't know if it did.
0: I honestly have no idea. and I I thought you were going to run shot there. I mean uh, (laughs) – (laughs)
1: <laughs> without a yeah. doubt that's the phrase he used I believe
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean uh, it, let's, yeah well, without a doubt. here. the Rangers fired Vigneault literally just about outside of like somebody stepping into the locker room and putting their hand up and being like hey you actually aren't allowed to uh, come in here the Rangers fired him as quickly as they could because It was, what, seven hours maybe after the game was over, maybe six hours after the game was over that the Rangers let, let him go. Now, Thomas, I'm going to tell you that I'm pretty sure you're not recording right now. Because it's saying that your health check has failed. So I think you need to, it's saying your microphone must be properly connected and delivering an active audio signal. And yeah, when, when you spoke Tom
2: just now, nothing wavy thing
0: did not happen. And we have
2: like that, Beth, what do you call it? Like the little earthquake oh, yeah, needle. Oh, like, What's it called? Booty thing Cyanic?
1: going up and down.
2: Yeah. 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 Or like the
0: lie detector did thing. Did like, you say the, the booty, booty thing? thing? It's the no, booty thing. Booty thing. Boot, boot. Hootie, hootie. I, th- I thought you said booty, booty with a B. Um, so yeah, Tom, maybe jump out. Szymagrad, Szymagrad. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. We we can't. You, whatever. I hear you, but the people do not hear you. The good people, because you're not, you're not making any of those booty things. Um, so I, well, I, I think what we were discussing about vigno, like we on uh, you all abandoned me on the show last week, so I had to have patron uh, I was Eric sick. Cohn. Who, may I add, was probably like one of the best. He, he was unbelievable. And for somebody who stepped up the way that he had to, um, it was just fantastic. It was absolutely beautiful. And he was great. Narek, thank you. You're a loyal patron and you're a better friend than Mike has ever been. So um, you're the best. Me and him were discussing all these different things that could have possibly happened with the Rangers. And we were pretty much prefacing everything with, well, we don't know what's going to happen with Vigneault. We don't know what's going to happen with Vigneault. And at one point, he made me give what my percentage uh, was that Vigneault would be retained. And I pretty much put it at 30%. I said it would only be 70% that he would get fired, 30% that he'd be kept around. And boy, let me tell you, I did not expect Vigneault to get fired, like I said, seven hours after the game. I mean automatic reactions mike go ahead
2: yeah i don't i don't think i mean uh gorton today you know he did a he did a press conference and then he was on the michael k show and then he went on a wfan and he said going into that final game against philly they had already made their, their decision but he also said when pressed about it like uh at the trade deadline i think i think he was under the belief. Or he thought that Vino would be the team's coach in, heading into next season. And so apparently something changed there. And But my, my big thing with this, my, my big takeaway was I'm very surprised that it happened that quick. I don't think, I don't think any of us really expected it to just be, you know, the axe is going to fall. Uh, you know, the guillotine came down, Vino's done. And, you know, now there's there's the nice thing is there's no kind of, oh, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? You know, when is the when is the other shoe going to fall here? When do we get this news? Because now it's not a distraction, but uh, it should provide us with some interesting quotes from players uh, for breakup day and everything else. Because, you know, he's been the coach for five years. I mean, he. He got the team to the cup final one year. He got the president's trophy and uh, he didn't ultimately do what he came here to do. So I'm I'm glad it happened quickly. I'm glad that it's over with. And now everyone can just kind of guess who's going to be the next coach. And we can also wonder why Lindy Ruff was not also let go.
0: I think I have a, I th- have an answer on that. But, Tom, I'm going to let you go next just so I can see if I see the wavy things when you speak.
2: Yeah, but I don't... Yeah, but everyone else yeah, has seismic, right. Yeah, we all have
0: seismic. We have all have, like, the booty things, and you do we not. We have booties, and you have which, a wiener. Which leads me to believe that when you are have, speaking, like, I see a blank space here that, that nobody hears you. Um... It scares me because there's actually no way to test it, and this is one of the pitfalls, unfortunately, of not being live is that I know I can hear you right now, but I don't know if the people can hear you. I'm going to try to do something to your thing on its own. Um, while I am fiddling with Tom's thing, Beth, why don't you give us your thoughts on Vigneault okay. being fired? While you're
1: fiddling with Tom's thing, um, my thoughts on Vigneault being fired, I, I, I didn't expect it this sooner that way. I do wonder, we were talking today in the chat, I think Tom, you were the one who brought it up about did Torts get to do the sort of statements that Vigneault released today, I think it was, and that the Rangers put out, and I did wonder if that was a way to sort of make more respectable and amicable what did look kind of abrupt in middle of the night um which i didn't think was what which exactly the thing that we didn't expect so i i did wonder if the like the nice friendly statement and everything was a way of sort of walking back what looked like a much more sudden act than we thought was going to fall um yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I can enjoy the playoffs now. I mean, not that it's about me, per se. It's a little bit about me. I'm about me. but
0: <laughs> I mean, We want it to be a little bit about you. We want you to be happy.
1: Exactly. And I mean, I'm as happy as I can be at this moment because, you know, we can fight until the cows come home about what was going through their actual minds. But it happened. And as of right now, until we know what that choice is, virtually anything is possible.
2: It's true. I I like that. I have a question for you, Joe, and you, Beth, and Tom. If we can figure out his microphone thing, do you think that apparently Vino's comments after the game that they were unsolicited? uh, You know, he was making the case that this group of coaches was the right group for the team moving forward. Do you feel like that was a coach uh, who kind of felt like the crosshairs were on him, or trying to save his job, or? You know, do you think that was just like, oh, you know, it just kind of happened the way it happened? Because listening to Gorton on the radio interviews today, it's clear that he it felt like, you know, he kind of regretted the timing of all that. But like the team had made its decision. It was going to do what it was going to do. But it it was it was really interesting because that was one of the reasons I was most surprised to hear this news about AV is, you know, Vino had this kind of defense he made of like you know this one of the organization's greatest assets is this coaching staff and you know yada 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 all the stuff he he put on the line and then you know just a few hours later we we get the news that he's gone
0: beth is did you hit the hand raise button to speak yes beth is very polite
1: to me it was like a super villain monologuing in a superhero movie It was like the guy who can't stop telling you how great he is, so then you have time to plan how to shoot him, you know? Like, that was what it seemed like to me. I realize that's kind of in retrospect, but it did really sort of seem like that at the time. It was like he doth protest too much. I realize I went from superheroes to Shakespeare there, but I'm okay with that. So that that was how it sort of seemed. He knew something was wrong, he was talking to sort of fill up the space, or he's just really so damn arrogant that that was really what he thought. And he couldn't understand why no one else could see it.
0: Tom, why don't, uh, why don't you go next? Because I, I'm going to answer Mike's question with a question and I don't want to throw things off the rails even more than they already are. So you go next meaning now.
3: I mean I kind of agree with uh what Beth was just saying it it was sort of this weird situation of he's got the the mic and he's just sort of um just speaking his mind and I'm just trying to think to myself what what if I had to pick like a movie and it's this sort of drawn out thing I kind of think of um The Dark Knight where it's, you know, Harvey Dent, Two-Face on, on the rooftop, you know, it's just sort of talking to commissioner Gordon and, and, and Batman. And it's sort of like going about like, you know, Oh, you know, you know, Gotham is falling and, you know, people need to know what, what's actually going to happen. And AV's like, I'm, you know, I, I think that we can do this. I know that we're, we've got good characteristics and yada, yada, yada. And then it was just his last sort of stab effort and, Maybe he had a sense that he wasn't going to be able to speak to the media again, so he wanted to um, go down without, without a fight. He wanted to be confident and, and show that he truly felt in his heart of hearts that he was the, uh, the right
0: man for the job. So here is I have gotten into a couple of, I guess, spats, if you will, on social media. Oh no, um, with with certain members of the beat, and our they will remain nameless um, because I am a classy bitch. But this idea that that Gordon didn't fire Vigneault because of his lack of, of player development and the lack of development for the youth, and oh, I have a good I quote mean, on that. When you are ready, here, it well, yeah. If you want to give it now, by all means.
3: So, uh. Obviously, Jeff Gordon, he addressed the media today, but he did something for the um, the Rangers site, and they put it out on their Twitter, and it was sort of like jump cuts. It was questions that were asked and then his, his response. So one of the questions was, what are the characteristics and qualities you're looking for from your next coach? And Gordon said – And I I remove the ums and ahs and and stuff just for for clarity. But uh, we're looking for somebody that has a progressive mind that's thinking the game, watching the game, seeing what's going to happen next, ability to change on the fly, see things for what they are and process that, and maybe have the team change and play a different way under different circumstances. The ability to watch players and see players understand what they have and stick with them. Just a good person, good leader, somebody we can work with and develop young wow. players. And I think that's yeah. pretty clear.
0: And that's from uh, Gordon's comments today, which is Monday. Um, he, he had a meeting with the media before breakup day, which I believe is tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, I mean, here's the thing. If if the Rangers thought that Vigneault was capable of developing young talent, they would not have fired him as quickly as they fired him. Because the fact of the matter is, they're rebuilding. There's young players that didn't do anything, and um, you know, under Vigneault, and he needed to do something about it, and he never did. So here is the question that I was going to ask that I think kind of proves my point. And Michael, because you asked the question, I will allow you to answer this question if. So the Rangers decided to sell a couple of months ago. They sent the letter to the fans, and Vigneault's response was that he thought the team was a playoff team, but he had to respect the decision that was coming from management. Now, if Vigneault would have stepped up to the podium and said, you know what? Things did not go the way we wanted them to. Um, We're obviously moving in a totally new direction. My coaching staff and I thought that the team was good enough to make the playoffs. We weren't. We need to reevaluate the way that we're going to move forward and we're going to turn with an eye towards developing prospects and getting young players a better look so that we have a better idea of what we're dealing with moving forward. If he does that and then obviously enacts it and doesn't like put Cody McLeod in the lineup and whatnot, Mike, is he still – I'm not saying he's not fired, but is he fired six hours after the loss against Philadelphia?
2: Probably not, and I only say that because of the context of Gordon feeling like Vino would still be the head coach uh, around the time of the trade deadline. Moving forward, I should say Um, the I think Vino, you know, kind of put himself in a position where you know he knew the team, you know, he must have known the team wasn't going to be great after the deadline. Um, but then he continued to show, you know, all these patterns, uh, that, you know, as most frequent, frequent critics have pointed out, especially in regards to, you know, the deployment of young players, uh, matchups, you know, defensive matchups, although to be fair, that Rangers blue line for the last 20 games or so was, uh, was, it was something else. It was, it was pretty rough. Um. It was a it was thing. Like, it was like the Greenville Swamp Rabbits or wow. something akin to that. But uh, I think that there's definitely. I think the more interesting question, in some ways, is what, how far apart you know were Vino and Gorton? because they weren't really on the same page. I think, and you know, especially at the end there, where you know Vino made his statement and then Gorton fired him. But I was wondering, like, at, at what point did they kind of drift apart and at what point did you know Jeff Gordon feel like you know this was the decision he had to made and in the interviews today he was saying it was really the last few days of the season and you know talking with uh you know the team and the other guys involved with hockey operations trying to figure out you know what what the next step here is and You know, he also said things, you know, like he was asked by members of the media, like, is this because AV isn't good with young players? And he said, no, it's not that. And, you know, he he said all these things and he made a point, you know, you don't coach a thousand games in the NHL without being a a good coach. Uh, But he never kind of said what I felt like he should have said, which is he's a good coach, but he's not the right coach. He's not the right coach for the right time. And that, you know, that's kind of it's said without being said by him. By him being fired, but I I don't think Vino did enough to keep his job before the deadline. Uh, in terms of you know what what was available to him and the choices he made, and you know this this team has had shortcomings, had a shortcoming since October, and really the deadline and all the injuries just kind of put you know, a magnifying glass on them. It just exacerbated all the problems. It showed just how bad things could be, especially in regards to what the hell this team is doing in the defensive zone and around their own net. And, you know, Vigneault definitely is a guy who had an idea of what he wanted for this team's identity. And he had a lot of ideas about the right way to use guys and the demands he had of players, uh, particularly younger players, And, you know, he didn't get the job done. Ultimately, you know, that's why he was paid the money he was paid. It was why he earned that contract extension a few years ago. And yeah, this is uh, this is kind of what happens. So I I guess it's a really roundabout way of saying that I don't think there was much he could have done to keep his job because, you know, he put himself in a really tough spot and then the situation kind of got away from him. Beth, you
0: had your hand up first, so I mean, you go.
1: Okay. Um, I was hoping that would be like more natural and, and zen. Um, I, that quote that Tom read from Gordon. I mean, the thing, we could have written that for him. That's what blows my mind about it. Like, we couldn't have scripted a better response. I mean, it really is a laundry list of all the things we've had problems with which makes it both incredibly gratifying, but also sort of tragic that this was known already. Um, And it took this long to do something about it. But again, that's, I don't see, I was tweeting about this a little bit today. I, I don't see any message and this is just the way these guys do things. You know, it's, we're still gonna talk about fit. We're not gonna talk as Gorton did in that quote about the, coach he actually wants about how Vigneault has to change if he wants to succeed. That doesn't make him a bad coach. It just makes, you know, being adaptable and shifting on the fly and working with what you have instead of what you want. um, Those are just qualities of a good coach. And I just find it so interesting the way this conversation is going to unfold. And I mean, so this is the question that, that comes from me to you guys. Where's Vigneault gonna go now? I mean, I know he's taking time with his family or whatever, but I mean, where do we see him from here? Because I just think the whole conversation about him being a good fit with a team that has a lot of bets, as if as if the league should cater to or allow this idiosyncrasy of his of not being good with youth, I mean, that just boggles my mind do you think the league is going to sort of reward that or be okay with that? Or do you think it's going to actually take him admitting that he needs to change for him to get another head coaching job?
3: What I would say is it's, it's, I'll put it this way. Gorton said that he had this sort of assumption that he thought Vigneau would be the coach next year. And then obviously something changed, which, It's a little concerning that up to this point, uh, Gorton thought that Vino should be the coach because to say he should be, be the coach would be to ignore everything that has gone on for the past few years. And it's a situation of he is right in the sense that you coach over a thousand games I believe he's one win away from passing Ron Wilson or, or tying Ron Wilson for 10th most wins as an NHL coach. But the problem was they get to the Stanley Cup final in year one, the conference final in year two, and you can legitimately argue that if Zuccarello doesn't get hurt, if you don't have other injuries, uh, McDonough, they they probably beat Tampa. Uh, and it's a situation of from there. They got completely spanked by Pittsburgh. And then obviously we we saw what happened last year with with Montreal and, and then Ottawa. But Vigneault's inability to make changes, I think, was was the biggest problem. And it was something that we asked for and it was legitimate questions. It was a situation of, okay, here's a end result. Here's the players that were on the ice. What could have been done differently? And if you're in that situation again, um will will you adjust? And, and then it's the, the classic, oh I, I lost Brady Shea on the bench, and it's just things of that nature. That's it's just not question. it's not really questions. It's like okay, he gave an answer, he lost them. Uh he didn't have his where's wall those glasses to go find him, I guess. Um and then obviously this year It's a situation of, okay, he has injuries, and for the life of me, I don't understand why in a, I would say, a lost season. Yes, they didn't wave the white flag until February, and then even still after they waved the white flag with that letter, they won games and they were competitive. In, In this scenario of all scenarios, with the young players they have on the roster, why don't you you literally stress test them you you play them as much as possible you you see if they sink or swim and then that's valuable information uh going into a situation where they're going to have to resign some of these players there's there's going to be situations where you want to know uh, it's not this summer but it'll be next summer um is Pavel Buchnevich getting a bridge deal is it a situation of well we've seen enough to suggest that he's going to be this type of player so we feel comfortable um, signing him to a contract. One of the biggest things that annoys me as a fan is is people always say, well, the Rangers don't have elite young talent or they don't have um, young talent on manageable contracts, yet every opportunity they don't Take these players that are are being paid minimal amounts of money and, and get a good return on their investment. Meaning they don't play them to the max to see what they have, and then they they go in between and then they bridge deal. And then obviously that happened with Stepan, that happened with Miller. Uh, I really they they don't have the ability to do that with Hayes because he's a year away from uh, unrestricted free agency. Um, but I'm very interested to see. Who the next coach is, because if it's if it's who uh, Gorton is sort of intimating, where it's this sort of young coach that can coach young players, then next year will be very important because you'll be pretty much setting up uh, some next contracts, and it'll de- determine what type of moves that they they do after that, whether it be through free agency um, or through trades.
2: Joe, you said that you might have an idea of why Lindy Ruff um, has not been let go yet before. And you said, I might have an answer to that. You said it very smug. You said it like a very know-it-all-y. And uh, I want to know what you meant. What do you you mean, Joe? All right. Well, what do you think you
0: know? Before I answer that question... um, what I'm going to say in final response about Vigneault here is that I also, to answer my own question, I don't think it would have saved his job if Vigneault turned an eye to the future, but I, I like this is where I, I find it laughable when these beat reporters make comments like, sorry, it had nothing to do with the way that he treated you know players like Buchnevich and Miller and whatnot, because the Rangers are rebuilding. They're not doing this for nothing. They're rebuilding because they weren't good enough. And if they thought Vigneault was capable of actually utilizing and developing young talent, he would still be here. Vigneault gave this impassioned speech about how good he is with with that aspect of the game. And Gordon looked at him and went, out. (laughs) He's out. He's gone. God damn it. So don't tell me that the Rangers are just – Wacky morning radio. now. That the Rangers – Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Don't tell Coming me that the do uh, traffic doing. drive by at 5. Here's Donnie.
2: Donnie, what's going on on the freeway, Donnie?
0: It's baseball season, Mike. There's a bunch of uh, fucking cars. It is gridlock. Yeah, we, we have we have a few of these that we can use and we're going to have to we're going to have to get more of them. I, I My just voice don't isn't know quite I, recovered yet. I apologize. I don't understand how You could just look at this and think that the Rangers were moving on because of like say the team's defense or the – everything – by the way, I I do think we need to say this. Everything that Gordon has done and everything that Gordon has said since that letter was released just screams intelligence. The moves he made, the way he moved them, the things that they prioritized – The decisions that he's doing, the the decisions that he's making, (laughs) everything that Gordon has done has left me thinking, wow, this is the direction that I want the team to move in. And with that said, to answer your question, Mike, I think – Finally. The Rangers are giving Lindy Ruff the benefit of the doubt. And they don't – they because he just came here last year, they don't want to just kick him out on his ass. They think that he deserves a little bit more respect. So it's going to be a meeting with him and Vigneault, and he's going to be able to walk away on his own terms. That's what I think it's going to be. Because if the Rangers honestly believe that Lindy Ruff helped anything with the defense, it's absolutely shocking. The only way, the only way that Ruff could possibly be saved is if he went into Gordon's office after the game against Philadelphia or maybe before the game against Philadelphia. I don't know. And he said, hey, um, I've tried to do X, Y, and Z with the defense. Vigneault told me, no, these are some of my ideas for moving forward. And the Rangers thought, huh, that would be awesome if he actually was able to implement those things. Okay, you can stick around for another year. But I don't think that's going to happen. Some of the, the things that we're hearing the Rangers saying about people that they're looking for, the quote, the Tom game, the fresh face, they need someone to develop the players. I have a couple of coaches that I think – the Rangers are going to be very interested in, mainly Sheldon Keefe, I think is really the biggest name. He's the head coach of the Toronto Marlies, which are one of the best teams in the AHL this year. He has had an an unbelievable just role in developing some of the most important players that have come up through that system in Toronto. And he's been part of a rebuild. He knows what he's in for. So Adam put together a relatively comprehensive list about other nine coaches that are possibly on the Rangers' radar. Um, Keith was obviously one of them. My boy Ram Pecknold from Quinnipiac was on there, who I think would be an unbelievable coach um, at the NHL level. Uh, there is definitely some intriguing NCAA like a guys.
2: Oh, it really does. Ram Pecknold.
0: Like, it sounds like he'll, a, he'll I mean, come in, he's just he's going to come to your house and he's going to fight you. That sounds all.
2: like a fantasy novel I wrote in like a. The kid has an ability to talk to trees and his name is Rand Pecknold and he wears like yeah. a like a leather Beth what do you call that? A, a jerkin?
0: A leather jerkin?
1: Yeah see a leather jerkin
0: Yeah. Did you actually said... write that novel? No Did you I did write a try novel to, write about about it, to talk to trees? No I wrote
2: when I was younger I wrote a novel or uh, uh, About dwarves right? young dwarf
0: yeah Yes and I asked you to send it to me and you never did No never did I, I, I want you to. If you I'm don't, just sure friendship either. is over. That's fine. It's really run its course. I, I, I need it because you're an unbelievable Rand writer. And just an idea of a, a young Mike would just please me immensely. Um, Tom is also bringing something up in the chat room that I think is important, which is that um, – who was it? Was it Dubas? Kyle Dubas, yes. Yeah, he was, he was liking tweets about um, – Keefe potentially getting an NHL job. He so, actually liked Adam's tweet in him. about the... Uh, he-, he did like Adam that's correct. So there's definitely that.
2: I mean, I just want to hear a kid without his front teeth try to say Sheldon Keefe.
0: Sheldon Keefe. I- I'm just thrilled that that's what I want. I, listen, you never want to you never want to wish a guy ill. I like. I hope Vigneault. Vigneault is probably going to go get hired, and he may be successful depending on where he goes. Because yeah, if you put him in a locker room with a ton of veterans entrenched to leadership and no real kids coming up through the system, so he's mean? fine. I mean, that's what it was in 2014. It's it's when that turnover occurs, and you have these guys that are trying to force vets out of the lineup that it's a problem. And I think that's why you've seen Vigneault not work in the places that he hasn't worked, mainly Vancouver and New York. But it is a much brighter future for the Rangers without him, unfortunately. Is, as terrible as that may be to say, it's it's very true. The Rangers are in much better shape right now than they were, I mean, I guess 48 hours ago. Um, Best so that's my – You jerk. No, she doesn't. She no, did.
1: I just took it down. I, I mean, I do. I I do want to hear the name of a team that is so vet-heavy that you'd hire a head coach that
2: heavy with
0: vets,
1: with you that just yeah.
0: vets all over the place. So many vets. I didn't. I didn't so have much gray hair.
1: Vets, 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 vets.
0: I didn't have Scars. a team in mind to be honest with you. I I don't know if uh, I have no idea if there's a team out there that would benefit from Vigneault. Uh, it's, that was it's kind of just, the
1: point I was making before. Like, I, I yeah. agree with that, but I don't understand what that means or what team that would be.
3: I think he could actually, if we were to put a team out there, um, if the Washington Capitals flame out in the playoffs, uh, Barry Trotz does not have a contract through this season. If you put Vigneault on the Caps, a team with just a ton of offensive star power that can just pretty much play and really doesn't need much coaching that theoretically could be a good fit. And especially if, if they are able to keep, um, you know, Grubauer around and he is their starter. I think that would be a logical fit. Um, that's really not much hands on that he'd have to do. Uh, I don't know if the flames are going to keep, uh, their coach, I think it's what Glenn Gultsen around. Um, I think that the Oilers so far they're gonna keep Todd McClellan, but I could potentially see the Caps. It would sort of be another veteran coach, and it would be one that just hands off for the most part.
0: Yeah, I could actually. They're a relatively uh, logical fit. And it's funny that you bring them up because Larry Brooks talked about how Barry Trotz might be somebody who's on the Rangers radar, which like uh, would be absolutely – oh boy, that would be just the worst. Um, I, He also – Larry Brooks mentioned John Tortorella. I don't, that was I, strange. I, just, I, I, don't see, I don't see any way that either of those are possible. I think the Rangers – and Gordon even made a comment about the Rangers needing a fresh face. Uh, they're not going to go in the direction of somebody who has no coaching experience. So sorry, Messier and um, St. Louis, although I think there might be an opportunity for St. Louis to be an assistant on this team if he wants to be. Um there was a report, I'm pretty sure, that came out yesterday too, that the Rangers talked to St. Louis about being the head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack, didn't they? That is and, correct. Um, he turned it down. He didn't think it was the right time, so they moved in another direction. Um, or maybe they didn't even offer him the job. They just spoke to him and he politely told them it wasn't something that he was prepared to do. But the the fact of the matter is, the Rangers do have pretty good options on the table, And if Gordon is going to go for a fresh face, it really feels like Sheldon Keefe is the guy who would be the best fit and somebody that the Rangers are interested in. Um, Tony Granato, who I believe is the coach of the uh, Wisconsin hockey team, the Wisconsin Badgers. Jim Montgomery is the head coach of the uh, Denver hockey team, uh, the Denver Pioneers, I believe. And Rand Pecknold, of course, is my boy up at Quinnipiac. I think are other names from the NCAA that may make sense for the Rangers, guys that are – I think if you're looking at rebuilding, there's definitely a, a, a benefit to getting a college coach because they're rebuilding every four years. You're rebuilding every year. You're dealing with a new crop of players. You never have the same team together year to year. So um, I definitely think there's something to be said there. I just don't know what direction the Rangers are going to go in in that regard. And listen, as good of a A couple of days as it's been for the Rangers. They, you know, their loss to Philadelphia assured them the eighth best wild card or the eighth best lottery draft odds. I think they have a 6% chance for the number one overall and a 19% chance at a a top three pick. Um, I just, I don't know if we're going to see they could still make a decision that would be dangerous to the franchise. And I don't think they're going to, like I said, everything Gordon has said has made me very, very, very happy. I think he's looking at this the right way. I think he's treating this the right way, but there is definitely, (laughs) there's definitely, oh my God, Mike is just giving, uh, Mike is giving all of the chat room names that he would do and they're highly inappropriate. But this, that last one was unbelievable. (laughs) um maybe we'll release that to the patron the yeah that's uh, we'll just what i need for my for my professional career yeah it's good yeah, that that's a patron only one right there um so yeah i just i think the rangers are going to go in the right direction on this one and um yeah that's that does anyone is say they're have- still here Oh, you know what so that's an interesting it's interesting that you brought that up because I had a question that I wanted to ask you guys because I feel this way and I'm the most important person well, in the world you guys ask
3: all the questions well to answer that question briefly didn't he sign I think a two- year extension that would take him up into the lockout potentially? I think that was reported that he had
0: I think he did sign well and it's not yeah but the, the
3: ravages of time may have
0: may have forced him to change his mind. So here's my question. Do you truly believe that this is now Jeff Gordon's team? Yes. Yeah. Because it certainly didn't feel like his team until recently.
1: No, he just it I out think... and pissed all over the place. It is his team now. His hand hooked. Been...
0: That's Shea
1: <laughs> Again, things that were supposed the to be private mic. to people who can see the screen.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. That's only that's why supposed to be private to only people. That, well, if Brady Shea has listened to this podcast at all, he, he he's heard you bet to lick him if he sco- It didn't score a goal, and then he did, which was which is absolutely awful. It's the only time my life ever makes that. It's actually ex- it's exactly why he had, he had he a really
2: bad sophomore year. It's
0: yeah. It you know, could be. Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe Kreider warned him about you. Although what Kreider's gripe is with you, we we still have yet to figure out. We'll, we'll never know. Um, Mike, what do you think this is Gordon's team? I feel like it's
2: it's Gordon's team. And if it if it isn't there it's going to be there by draft day. An interesting comment he made was that he doesn't think having the head coach there on draft day is is necessary or that it's important. I forget how he phrased it, but you get the sense that, you know, he has a very clear idea of what this team needs, what its identity ought to be. Uh, You know, he's t- he's talking about, you know, kind of agreeing uh, with his collaborators there and that cabal in the front office about what the criteria is here for what they're looking for in a head coach. And, you know, we've heard all the we heard, you know, Tom read the quote and all the buzzwords with, you know, adaptable young players, you know, bippity bippity bip. And I, I feel like he has to, you know, he has to kind of make a statement with what he does not just with a coach, but of course on draft day itself, because the other thing, no, I don't know if we want to get into this, but or if we're going to look at this as our, our transition, Joe, it's a smooth transition uh, of what to do in regards uh, to no, 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 no,
1: no, no, sweet
2: <laughs> sweet Christ. Uh, what no, wait, to we
1: do?
0: This one is, for the transition. All right. Transition.
1: Transition noise.
0: Alright, go ahead, Mike. You're set
2: up now. That makes me want to play like a side scrolling platformer, like Sonic the Hedgehog or something. I don't know why. Uh anyway, transition. Fool. Um the other thing that Gorton really has to do is put you know, put his stamp on what what the hell he's gonna do on draft day and then you know, Bob McKenzie seems to be convinced that the Rangers are going to be in on Eric Carlson one way or another. But we've also heard a lot, a lot about Ilya Kovalchuk recently. And there's even been reports that the Rangers and Kovalchuk have, you know, agreed to a contract for around six million a year for two or three years. And of course, none of that is technically allowed. Uh, so it, it nothing's officially yet. It can't happen until... Uh, July July 1st but uh we'll have to see what happens i how long does your your sound clip
0: play just i i, I end it. it anyway moving forward discussing Carlson and and Kovalchuk uh, there's a report out there that the rangers have signed Kovalchuk to a two or three year deal worth 6 million a year Um, The Rangers have since come out and denied the report because they have to, because it would be collusion and tampering if they did not. Against
2: the rules
0: is against the rules. I don't see any way that the Rangers are interested or really interested in Carlson. I don't it's the total it's just it's just absolutely anti-rebuilding. You're going to get first of all whatever it takes to get Carlson, those are assets away from the team. And then you're going to have to sign a 30-year-old defenseman with half an ankle to an unbelievably large contract that will probably be amazing. Until it is no longer amazing, and that's probably midway through. So, to be fair, he still has one good ankle. He does have one good ankle. So, he has one and a half working ankles. Yeah, one and a half. Maybe Hank will convince him to take a discount. Which, you know what? He may take a discount just to get out of Ottawa. But I don't. It just doesn't make sense that the Rangers would look at him and think he's a guy that we need to give all of our assets to because I don't think he makes the Rangers good enough. On the, and you're you're destroying your cap space. Yeah, two
3: or three years, years ago, ago maybe it's it's a thing that I'd love to see happen. And even uh, Carlson said today that he he wants to remain a part of this team. Uh, in in regar- okay. yeah, yeah, regard, he, he wants to Regardless of what happens, he'll, he'll retire. I mean, I good for him for he wants to be really loyal to the franchise, I, and it's you know it's more so the franchise than it is the actual owner, and so yeah. But yeah, I I what do you think has a greater odds of happening, them being in on Carlson or them being in on Tavares just for the the fact of the money that would be involved and the sort of epic heel turn it would be for Tavares to just sort of. Uh,
0: you know, come into the Rangers from the Islanders? I think they're going to be in on both of them because there's no reason not to kick the tires on either situation, even if you are rebuilding. Um, Tavares is free, quote unquote. So I think there's more of a likelihood of him coming to the Rangers from a financial (laughs) standpoint. And I I just... need a captain. I I, I don't see how Carlson works. I also don't see how adding a center works either. Unless the Rangers no, have like it really a, make a lot of, sense. of decisions to make. But Beth, what are your thoughts?
1: I just, I mean, it would, it would infuriate Islanders fans so much that
0: it,
1: it's a move of, of pure, of pure spite that it's, it would be almost purely political. Um Yeah. If we don't, don't really need the center but oh my god the the mileage they can get out of the rivalry of him coming back and and playing against the poor islanders i mean did i just say poor islanders slap me somebody else talk.
0: uh we we can't slap but we can
1: pretend can to slap i guess should be for slapping instead of raising your hand but
0: yes are we is that your entire response
1: <laughs> it really kind, it just, of, it just kind of Carlson of ended. has a lot of baggage. Carlson has a lot of baggage and half an ankle. Tavares would just be pure fun, and oh my it, god! Yeah, would it it would be Beth, I don't would have, have an issue
2: hearing for bad. shot in Florida. That's all. Beth just wants a horrible thing to happen for Islanders fans. Is that
0: is I, well, which is absolutely fine. I just, like I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't care about the whole Tavares aspect of being an Islander or whatever. I think both players would help the Rangers. I don't think either players are a fix. That's all, or, or fit. That's all. I just, I don't know. Mike, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I the point you raised, it, it seems almost like something some people would just dismiss, like, well, you know, for a player like Tavares, you make exceptions, but of all the positions the Rangers need to look at in terms of free agency and, and where to make waves, a center is not, you know, a need right now, just from an organizational like, from the perspective of what's in the organization, what the what the prospect pool, prospect pool looks like. Of course, a lot can change on draft day. Uh, you know, Spooner and Vlad Nemeshnikov are both RFA's, but you know, you know, do you move also Kevin Hayes for that matter? But like, you know, you have to move a lot of things around to make. Tavares makes sense. Of course he is one of those guys where like, yeah, you move, if you can get him, you move heaven and earth. But uh, I I agree with what you're saying, especially about Carlson. I do think it's interesting, you know, McKenzie, uh, Bob McKenzie made a point to say, you know, if you think that the Rangers rebuild is going to be this team filled with a bunch of 18 year olds, you're kidding yourself. And, and, you know, the Rangers want to be competitive. They're New York and they kind of don't know any other way but we also, you know, we just kind of talked about how this is Gordon's team now and how he has to put put a stamp on things and establish, you know, this is the right way to do this and I feel like what we're going to see is this uh, a middle ground where we're probably going to see more veterans become a part of this team than some of us some of us might like but there are going to be a lot of opportunities for young guys and Especially on that blue line, because unless the Rangers, you know, pull off a lot of you know magic and fireworks and and crazy sex magic on draft day, they're going to have a really young blue line, and you know Gilmore, Pionk, you know, they're all guys, D'Angelo, all guys who have you know kind of made a case for being here, and I, I I wonder. I really wonder what what the hell you'd have to do to get Carlson. I think the Rangers will inquire because you have to, just like you have to pick up the phone and ask about Tavares. But you know, Carlson is not that easy. Like we heard that you know Ottawa wants to get rid of Bobby Ryan in a Carlson trade. We heard a couple months ago, and you know you have to. You're going to have to give up a lot. And that, like you said, Joe, from the standpoint of a team that's trying to rebuild, get younger, you know, what what prospects and what how many picks do you have to give up? And, you know, we also heard, of course, the big thing is Ottawa, you know, needs to rebuild desperately. And they have no picks heading into this draft. Nope. So, you know, it, it feels like there's an opportunity there for the Rangers just to just be like, hey, we have those picks you want. You want to give us Carlson? But I, I don't know what sort of package would justify, you know, all right, well, now we're this bad team with its, you know, very clear flaws and problems. And now we just have Eric Carlson in his one and a half ankles and his need for a new contract soon.
0: Yeah. And that's that's really the big thing that worries me. It's not the fact that Carlson's not going to be productive. It's the fact that Carlson will be productive. But for how long? And you're going to you're signing the guy to an eight year deal. Carlson could easily demand Connor McDavid money of twelve and a half million dollars, and I don't think anybody would would bat an eyelash at that. So when you look at the Rangers' options here, I just don't see how Carlson makes sense. I don't see how Carlson is somebody that you build around long term. Even with Carlson and Kovalchuk, the Rangers don't really have. You're not fixing all that much. And the Rangers do have some issues in terms of what are they going to do with all the centers that they have. I mean, I'm going to tell you that if Kovalchuk comes, I think Zuccarello is definitely gone. And that may be difficult to swallow, but it is what it is. Um I don't know. what yeah, There's There's that Beth screen. Um, one of Spooner, Nemestikov, and Hayes is going to be gone. I don't think it's going to be Hayes, especially with the way he finished the year. Spooner is making a very interesting case to stick around long term. And there's just this idea that Nemestikov is lazy and Russian. Well, he's definitely Russian. Um, and all these things that that the media seems to love to jump on. So I don't know, but all three of them can't stick around. Heedle's a center. Anderson is a center. There has to be a give someplace. And I just, I do not know. I do not know what the answer is. And I don't know where it's going to come from. Um, but I do think that I am the greatest podcast host of all time. Do the people agree? <laughs> oh, you guys. Okay. That one, you that's, really do have to edit out. That's that's the
2: worst thing you've be. ever done.
1: It dust it, it, it ruffle to it. <laughs> 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 and that story, Tom told. I mean, sorry, I mean, no, not Tom. Mike, Mike, whatever that thing was.
2: What story did I tell? You,
1: never mind. We probably shouldn't even talk about it. Um, can I ask a zoo question now? Oh you yeah. can ask
0: as many zoo questions I, as you want.
1: I mean, I know Is it's it... emotional. I know it's not coming from a logical place. I have a hard okay. time with a zoo trade. Just because, I know, I, I again, I know all the wrong reasons, but he is the heart of the team. It's hard to imagine not having that consistency of him going into a rebuild. The guy leads the team in assists. Like, is it really worth it to the franchise? I mean, can you really, What what is a return that really equals boot? in ranger i mean and talking ranger town not just on the ice but um
0: yeah and I, i think that's the the problem is that we're talking about zuccarello who means so much more to the franchise than your average bear you know he's just so good he does all the right things. He's he's puts his heart out on the line. The guy had a brain injury and was desperate to come back to the team. He does things the right way. You can play ambassador. Him and Hank do a lot of work in that regard overseas. He's quirky. He's funny. The Rangers trade away all of his best friends. I think the team would be a darker place without him. Even if they were winning next year, I think they'd be a darker place without him. But can you logistically keep – a 31 year old zuccarello for one more year and lose him for nothing at the end of the year well no you you trade him at the deadline i think the the real question you don't is think you'd have more value
2: now i'm F, i think it's hard to say really i i feel like
0: you know
1: trade him at the deadline and let him come back right
0: but you could, you could have that conversation with him now. It's illegal, but you could have that conversation with him now. Hey, we're going to trade you and we're yeah, going to give a Yeah, but they're already talking to Kovalchuk, so, I mean, rules be damned. Yeah, well, absolutely rules be damned. I just don't – I think Zuccarello has far more value right now
2: than well, he does. Do you feel, I feel like we, we talked about this already, but do you feel that the, the next captain of the team is on the roster right I, now? Because if it's not Zuccarello, well, who is the it? that's the important
3: point. It's only Zuccarello. I think that's the, the point right there. It's I feel that if he was going to be the captain, there would sort of be rumblings of that, and I don't know how you can have a situation of him being still on the roster and they make someone else captain. It's a situation where it seems like I forget who wrote it, but it's something about the Rangers having you know a abundance of uh what is type A or type B personalities, and they needed more. Um, more of the other and the next captain is someone that'll likely come from the outside. And then they pointed to the fact that they were looking to sign Joe Thornton, uh, last summer. And that would have been someone that would have represented that. I mean, I like Zook that he sort of tells it like it is. And, um, especially after that letter came out and he was sort of like, well, we're still going to play games and, um, you know, things, things of that nature. Uh, but. I could see them. Tr- tr-
0: he was still trying to
1: win.
3: What was that?
0: I just had a little
3: outburst. It's uh, okay. But yeah, I I I kind of find it hard for them to
0: keep him and not make him the captain. I Zuccarello is the captain on the team right now, unless you're doing Lundqvist. And I don't think the that's Reigns against the do rules Lundquist. too. So, God sakes. So, I don't know. I love how everybody says, well, if it's not going to be in this team, how do you know there's not a leader in this team? Seriously. Do you need a captain next year? Honestly, do you need to go with a captain next year? You don't need to now. Does it make that much of a difference?
1: Yeah, I think so. Oh, it would boy. be nice. I actually think it does with the youth that we're going to have and the change in a coach. And yeah, I do think there needs to be some there. now. I don't, I don't, my I don't my mind. I, I like do not disagree.
0: About room leadership, I absolutely do not disagree about that. Do you need a captain though? do you have yes. to have a captain next year? you have to have you, you have you, you that seat, have to you put it somewhere
2: Joe. you can't just keep it in the drawer well, the Rangers have kept it in the drawer before, yeah, but uh, things were <laughs> terrible then I'm just saying things now I don't even remember
0: I, I just I don't think you need to have a captain I don't of think you need you to don't need to you but I think
2: a captain. I think it would help if you had some sort of avatar, like a, a representation of this is the new identity of the team, our new coach, youth movement, and this is our new our new captain. Especially because uh, I think it's especially noteworthy because the last captain was a younger guy. Like this isn't like you know we're having you know McDonough was an excellent ranger, I should say before before moving forward with what I'm about to say. You know, so was Callahan. Was, Doesn't make him a good leader. Yeah, but. Uh, you know the it's the transition.
1: I thought Callahan was a better leader than. Yeah. It just doesn't.
0: Um, I, I I don't I don't I don't disagree with you. I I think that having a captain would be better than not having a captain. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. I don't think the Rangers need to go out and sign a bad hockey player because he's a good leader. I oh, don't think that absolutely matters. not. Oh no. God,
1: no. that's not, that's not what lane. we're saying. No, no, I agree
0: with that. no. Definitely. I just or, or, or even a mediocre player. I just I don't I, I'm I just don't see the, the the need for it, and I don't know if listen it, there's a if uh, Vigneault was still around, Fost could have been the captain. I don't know. Uh, we have no idea. We just don't know. <laughs> but it, it this can't be you know this quick. Oh, we have to make this decision right now. I, I that has to be on the back end of things for me. Lias Anderson is supposedly captain material. Ryan Lindgren is captain material. I, I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me because the Rangers, if all the reports can be believed, didn't have a captain in Ryan Callahan. And apparently Ryan McDonough wasn't vocal enough in the room. So, And Yager was an admittedly terrible captain. Leach hated being a captain. Drury, I guess, was a good captain, but the room was fractured with Yager and he didn't last. So when was the last time the Rangers had a real captain? It was Messier. Kelly Kissio. (laughs) It was Messier, son of a bitch, who will not be coaching the Rangers next year. So, I I mean, they have the same
2: number. So, I mean, you didn't have to be that rude. It was (coughs) close. They're both also alliterative. Kelly Kissio, Mark Messier. Mark Messier. done now if the rangers trade zuccarello they have to get like a basket full of puppies and happiness back because the void that will be left could collapse this this fan base i think it would be black hole event it's
0: catastrophe i think i
1: definitely think that is the oracle
2: of calamities and she knows these things and she she can feel it she can feel it in her very bones, that this would this will unmake things. You can't do it in the
0: bones. Yeah, it's. All,
1: I have to say, all of my a lot of my optimism and happiness right now would be gone if Luke left, and I don't care who the hell they get. You
2: got to get so many puppies back, like a, an untold number of puppies.
1: Yeah, I I want Carlson, Tavares, and a whole lot of puppies.
0: Could you? Me what would you find to be an acceptable return for Zuccarello though? Like 19 corgis. I don't like Corgi's yeah. as a dog.
1: You I'm just gonna do. But you'd have
3: to add something to it. This
1: is not quantifiable.
2: Dougie Hamilton holding a bunch of corgis and a Jack Russell Terrier and like a pug. What about the what what kind of dog was the dog that attacked you with the pennies? Oh, that was a big dog. It was like uh, the size of a St. Bernard sort of dog.
0: All right, so here's the deal. The Rangers don't trade Zuccarello. You know the dog from Sandlot? The Sandlot dog? It was like that. It's a a Mastiff. Yeah, it was a Mastiff. So the Rangers don't trade Zuccarello, but in return, Mike, you need to live with that Mastiff that hates you. That's fine. I'm six foot two now. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, the Mastiff is probably six foot two as well.
2: Yeah, but that Mastiff's also dead dog ears. He's
0: dead. I'm saying it His now. You know, I, You've ruined this. You've ruined this. Filled with worms now. Oh my God, stop it. What is wrong with you? You're talking about a dog, you animal. <sighs> Dog's an animal. Let's just charge ahead to the next topic.
1: You,
0: this soundboard is going to get me in trouble. I'm liking the soundboard a lot, though. Um, Do they have any hockey? Break your goddamn fingers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. They may have some oh, hockey me. ones. I'm not sure. You know what, Michael? The people love my soundboard action. Okay, thank you. Thank you all. Um, I, I, Mike, you hate... We can end on this too because we've... Okay, we'll we, end on something. Mike, you hated the idea of Kovalchuk. I did. What do you think about him coming for two or three years? Three years is, is a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> it's a living nightmare.
2: Um, I, I say that, you know, with tongue in cheek a little bit, but I do think three years is a really bad idea. Uh, we know what he looks like in the KHL. The KHL is not the NHL. Uh, we know that he can be successful here, but that was a younger version of him. We've seen players recently jump from the KHL and have success in the NHL, uh, but we haven't seen you know, a guy of his advanced age make that jump and still prove to be not just like a role player, uh, but an impact player, a guy who plays 19 minutes a night as a forward. And I I think Ilya Kovalchuk is a world-class talent. I think he has one of the best shots ever. I definitely have concerns about investing in him when there are other guys you can invest in and when there are other things that you might pursue. I, I have no problem with like a one- or two-year commitment that doesn't handcuff the team in terms of the salary cap. And... You know, it doesn't handcuff the team in terms of bringing in, I'll phrase this delicately, like the wrong element. But I feel like Kolvachuk is not the wrong element. I, my, my initial knee-jerk reaction was, you know, this guy left the NHL under these circumstances. You know, he's, he hasn't played NHL hockey in how long. He's this old. And, you know, I, I've I've read up since then, you know, I've, I've read the opinions of some people that people I trust and people, you know, who who have enlightened opinions on things like this. And I feel like Kovalchuk has an opportunity, especially in regards uh, as Tom, you know, Tom pointed out in the, the news story he got up today about the Kovalchuk rumors about, you know, the the impact on the Russian players, you know, specifically. Uh, Nemestikov, if he's if he's still here, Butch and Rykov and you know Shosturkin and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's there's definitely something to be said about you know a guy who's been there. He can show the ropes to young guys. He can definitely make you know build a bit of a bridge between the North American players and the Russian players. So there's a lot of things I like. The the stuff that worries me is three years is a big investment for a guy his age um and we also know that there are going to be there are going to be other guys there in free agency Uh, Tavares is one we talked about but i don't think this is a question of kovalchuk over Tavares. it's not that simple i want nothing more than the rangers to find a great leader for that top six role if they feel like they need that Uh, and, you know, Rick Nash, unfortunately had that concussion and, you know, his future just doesn't look as, it doesn't look as clear as it did. And he would have been a great, great guy for that role. I, I have, I just have, I have concerns about Kovachuk, but I don't know, Joe, it's, it's tough. I'm not as like, uh, I'm not as, you know, anxious about it as I, as I was when we first brought it up, but. I still think there is cause for concern. I feel like you can make a, a pretty bad mistake with a Kovalchuk contract. The good news is because of his age, you can't make like a monstrous mistake because if the most he's asking for is three years and you want one year, it's it's likely that you'll land on a two-year deal. And, you know, I feel like that that is not a terrible thing. Uh, I don't feel like that, that'll make or break the Rangers. You know what I
0: mean? Uh, three years, I don't even think would be a nightmare. Uh, Kovalchuk is going to be, if he's not a 60 plus point player, I would be shocked. And um, the Rangers don't have a lot of that. I mean, this is what a guy. Did you say,
2: what did you say about Nemesnikov?
0: Remind me. How many goals did you think he could score, Joe? At, at 25. Yeah, that's that's what you said. But he hasn't not done it yet. You thought he was going to be something. But he, he hasn't not done it yet. Um, but his numbers
2: were inflated, he Joe.
0: He hasn't done it yet. Any anyway, I, Kovalchuk has – and I, let me look up the numbers because I had it before. Um, He was well over a point per game. In, and, and I looked at just his last two years because there's a lot of argument that how old he is, that that's a huge problem for the Rangers. And I don't – I just don't see it that way. You're talking about a guy who but we don't even like, know
2: what the hell the systems of the team are going to you know be nothing. we don't know what the rangers Not offense nothing. is going to look like i mean sure, it, we have no there's idea a, there's a lot of question marks here and the, we know we know nothing
0: and there's no there's no av to get it you know well hold on Beth, Get it all jumbled
2: up do you feel in your bones as the oracle of calamities is this something the rangers should avoid
0: there is
1: no idea
0: like that that's not the way that the oracle of calamities works beth just says terrible things and then they son of a a bitch even the magic eight ball has an an option that says leading the witness leading the witness overruled no it's sustained because i'm the judge
1: we will go dark
0: (laughs) that's that's (laughs) more of what i was expecting but it was just so it was bizarre I like how Beth has become oh, like a seer. You,
1: you have to ask me about him. Baby. Over the last
3: three years. Anyway, the last... Kovalchuk sorry, has Beth. a 1.17 points per game. That's a 163 games played, 190 points. And then by... Yeah, the man is an animal.
1: Wow. Playing
2: on the KHL's all-star team. Sure, but he makes that team an all-star team. He's one of the... People who does, yes.
0: Even at the- 35 years old, I think Kovalchuk would be the best offensive player the Rangers have had since Yager. Oh, there was a strange a strange feeling in my tummy, and it was Stanley. And now, now my wife is yeah. handing me the baby because apparently she's done with him or her. Um, yes, Kovalchuk would be the best player that the Rangers have had since Yager. He'd be a trigger man on the power play with Zibanejad. Tell me why this wouldn't work. You're not contending next year, theoretically. You're probably not contending the year after. But Kovalchuk doesn't make the Rangers work. any worse. I just, I just feel like it,
2: it, they're, they're we don't know enough yet to to be, like, enthusiastic about what it. Don't I'm you know? very intrigued. What don't you know? We just talked about what we don't know. We don't know what the no. systems are going to be. We don't know what the head coach is going to be. We don't know what the free agent market's going to look like. We don't even know. Yeah. We don't even know who the hell's Why going to be here after June 22nd and 23rd. Why
1: has he been in the KHL for five years? Just just go back to the stupid place and tell us the story. Why is he not in the NHL already? Trust me, there are other well, people... He, because him.
2: he quote-unquote retired after yeah, signing a ludicrous contract with the Devils that
0: circumvented the cba yeah in the uh, last six years we're gonna pay him i think like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and putin was just like hey we'll give you literally trillions of, of rubies and rubies? so he is it rubies or rubles? rubles rubles tax-free he, he, and you can you did can you just think dance the currency, with this money.
3: did you
2: think
0: the currency of russia was called rubies i did <laughs> well i knew it was either rubies or rubles i knew it was one of the two of them Oh my god. You're going to hate when that's edited out of the <laughs> podcast, but nothing else is edited out.
2: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs>
0: That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. It's, it's like the... Zelda. They pay everything in rubies. That's rupees. Well, yeah, but I'm just making I a joke at this point.
1: All over the i friggin' laptop, so it's awful. It's so adorable.
0: What,
1: what are you saying, saying about rubies. the rubies? The, the rubies versus rupees. Mix cause spit take. Oh, here's my husband with a towel. Thank you, sweetie. Oh, oh, that's We're nice. getting
0: help from everybody. Mr. Beth. For Mr. Beth. Mr. Beth. Mr. Beth. <laughs> anyway, that's why he went to Russia. It wasn't because he couldn't swing it in the NHL. He just wanted money. No, not at
3: all. He
2: was still
0: a tremendous player. With he also helped out the team by leaving
3: financially, as
0: I pointed out. It's true. Lou Lamarillo really forced that in on yeah, him. Yeah,
2: but there's some of that is kind of in retrospect. Like, not all of that was known at the time, especially well, the sh- like the the first thing the NHL did is we're going to take away a well, first round. The story of them being in debt ran then,
3: before he retired, and then the team was sold shortly after that. So, at the time, you could kind of connect the dots. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I, and
2: I appreciate that. I also think it's worth saying. Kovachuk's last season in the NHL, he had 37 goals and 83 points. I mean, that's 2011 and 12, but it gives you a very good idea of how exceptional of a player he was and can be. I'm sorry, the, his last season in the NHL was 2012-13 when he had 31 points in 37 games. Um, so he's he's not that far removed from being an elite NHL player. Uh, I, the, the things I wonder about is like, oh, you know, you could find yourself getting getting a little too ambitious with a contract with him. Uh, But the, right now, because of all the decisions the Rangers made, they have a lot of cap space, Um, even if, you know, God knows what's happening with Brendan Smith and everything else. And there's obviously no no rush to buy out Mark Stahl. But, you know, there's there's plenty of plenty of money for the Rangers to play with. I, I just wonder if, you know, they're, they're more targeting younger guys who can be a part of the team for, let's say the next five years instead of the next two or three years. You know what I mean? That that's kind of my, the, the only part of me that, that makes me question it. But at the same time, I can't even give you like a list of guys who are becoming, you know, free agents on July 1st that, that feel like oh this is why we shouldn't get uh, Kovalchuk because it's not easy I mean it's it's a really tough call it, it's he checks off a lot of boxes because you know as Mackenzie said this team can't be a bunch of you know 18 year old puppies oh. and that's not the way the Rangers are going to operate and you know you would ah. <laughs> oh my
0: god that was Kalen's that was <laughs> Kalen's, ah, no, Kalen's. Kalen's. That was what she wanted. She heard the word puppy and she made a I'm sound. not editing anything out of this. Even my Ruby's Rubles thing. I'm not you're editing anything just, out. I don't even want to talk now. I just want to hear more thing. Kalen sound. So Um Also, the other thing, <sighs> is a he's a winger. He's not a center. So you're not even yeah. taking away the development track of, of Hedl and Anderson. Uh, and I guess we have to include like Brett Howden on this list now as well since he's coming up through the ranks. Oh, that's um,
2: right. He's another center prospect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anywho, um... We'll talk
1: about how much fun Heedle is to watch for just like two seconds. Heedle is very to fun to watch. Yes,
0: as fun to watch as, as anyone that I've seen in a long time, especially.
1: Oh, um, Heedle feels friend. like he
0: would have been a great goth kid <laughs> in high school. What? I you know Beth
2: calls her child goth kid, so now we have... I, now. I know, but like, imagine Heedle in like a black t-shirt with like a, a white skull on it, and then like a a choker collar mm-hmm. with a bunch of spikes around it and like a little bit of eyeliner.
1: Yep. Yeah, a little yeah, black a little eyeliner. Black eye. um,
0: hopefully, you've enjoyed yeah. this new show with I the new can... everything. We're going to get Beth the microphone and we're going to do that through Patreon. So, May Kaylin, say something else. I want to hear more Kaylin. I'll, I'll try to get her to speak. Um, Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Panther, Anthony Viola, John J. Porter, John Repi, Johnny Alo. Alex Gardner, Eric Cohn, who joined us last week, um, Alexander Ricard, Daniel DeGemme, Matt Bader, George Lippman, Guy from Montana, Stink Fleeman, Dan's Lynch, Mike Offit, Trevor Kempner, Gabriel Vargas, Dan Carosi, David L Singer, Arch Williams, Bob Kawa, Scott Potash... Dust. Excuse me. Darwin Bushman, James Dangles, great hockey name. Danny Santiago, great book name. Grumpy Smokey, Igor Zatlovsky, Thomas Osa, Crispy, and Michael Silvers. Thank you all for donating. Michael Silvers. Thank you all for donating.
1: if she thinks the Rangers should trade Zook.
0: Yeah. The Rangers trade Zuccarello. I'm going to put her to the microphone. We'll see if she does anything. All right, come here. You going to have
2: something to say? Good podcast content.
0: Anything? You hear her breathing. Who's who loves you? No, love want to talk? You. no. Right. she doesn't want to say anything. She has no. She agrees with her father. That's or what she says. She, she was audibly gasping at the very idea. I mean, yeah, it would be a horrible. It would be a horrible situation, but yeah, um, it's, it's one of the. I, I don't have like to, but I
1: just stop in horrible situations.
2: Yeah, I don't. I, I'm just. I don't think it's a necessity because you can. You can choose to move him at the deadline. And you can choose to be like, hey, Zook, what do you think about being the leader of this team, signing a contract extension, and knowing that this is what we can pay you, and that it's going to be a rocky road here for a couple of years. And okay. he might say, yeah. like, you've ripped the heart out of me. You've traded everyone I love. Why would I do this? Why why have you done this to me? And then, you know, you have a, a much different conversation then, I think, Then you worry about his happiness. But, yeah. Tom, it's
1: you're the voice different. of logic. What do you think about Zook?
3: I think it's a situation with with Zook that if he I think he has value to this team both in staying and both in getting traded. It really comes down to what type of direction they want to go in and if this is a situation where they want to establish new leadership then he's going to go and I wouldn't want him to leave. I think that He's a player that has value now. You could even re-sign him to a two- or three-year deal because you are still going to need veterans um, along the way. But I think it's, it's up in the air right now. Uh, if they're given an offer, then I think they'll consider it. But I really think that they could move him at the draft for a first-round pick, which would give them a lot of flexibility with some of
0: their other picks. That was Kaylin breathing heavily into the microphone. Listen to her.
1: She's anxious right. about trading. Yeah.
0: Yep, there she is. All right. What have we got something to say? Anyway, uh, we Podcast hope you cold. all have enjoyed this first uh, this first airing of us not being live. I think it it makes much better. And tomorrow when I listen to it, I have a feeling that it's going to sound much better. So, uh Thank you all. Um, give a big ovation to us.
1: Um, it's
0: terrible! It's terrible. And Jeff.
1: was that rain?
0: We, we, it's it's clapping. We will. Uh, I mean, like,
1: mm-hmm. All right. You know what? Goodbye. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye, Beth everyone. is well.